Social Media Serenity, episode number 18. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each week to talk about the latest news in social media as far as connecting with others, how we can build our brands online and not lose our lives getting sucked into the whirlpool of all these online games, applications, and just overburdened, busy schedules. That's pretty much a good summation of what our show is. I have to agree. All right. So, Eric, welcome back again, my friend. How is your world of social media going this week? I, I think it's doing pretty well. I've, I've stayed. Uh, I've Twittered less. I've Facebooked less. And I've definitely played a lot less uh, iPhone poker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I noticed that I hadn't seen any push notifications come through yet. Uh, but I, I, I tell you what, there's this guy named Roy. I have no idea who Roy is. Roy, if you're listening... Uh, you playing a lot of poker, my friend. Uh, he obviously got my friend code from either the posting online or one of our podcasts that I shared it in. And I, I'm getting I'm getting uh, push notifications from Roy wanting to play poker all the time. <laughs> but uh, it, it's fun. I, I, I love it. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely playing a lot less as well. In fact, uh, one of the things that's going on in my world right now is very social media related and the people who are listening to the, all the gspn.tv podcasts, those who listen to multiple shows, they're going to get sick of hearing me talk about this. But I don't care because this is something I'm passionate about. And that's what I always share. I am in love with an online tool for business. And it is called High Rise. And in fact, if anybody who is listening to this, if you are a small to medium sized business owner, or even if you have a hobby where you have to uh, kind of you know, balance a lot of relationships with a lot of different people, or let's just put it this way, where you would benefit by doing so, but you're not too great at doing it now, uh, you need to check out episode number 441 of Pursuing a Balanced Life. Just go to pursuingabalancedlife.com. Check episode number 441. It's titled Managing My Relationships with High Rise. And it's a software program uh, that, uh, if you check it out, it's H-I-G-H-R-I-S-E. And you can actually uh, go to this link. If you're going to check this out, I, I please ask you to do me a favor. Go to gspn.tv slash high rise as one word. And, in, in a, of course, if you decide to sign up for this service, uh, please use that link because it's, it's an affiliate link. I don't usually do affiliates, and I'll be talking about that in Podcast Answer Man later. But this is a company that has an affiliate program that I so believe in that you know I'm going to be talking about it, about it because of how much it's changing my interaction with everybody, especially when it comes to building relationships with people who I meet through gspn.tv, trying to track information I know about them. Like for example, when somebody shares that, hey, you know, I'm not, you know, I've not been feeling well. I I hurt myself and I'm going to go to the doctor where you pray for me. I can actually set up that person as a contact in my high rise and I can set a follow up, you know, for a week down the road just to check in with them and see how they're doing uh, and, and realize that I, I have thousands of relationships out there between my podcast consulting business, my equipment sales business, all the equipment sales inquiries, but then also through all the people who are plus members, obviously, but also people who are writing in and just sharing, hey, I've, I found your podcast through such and such means and I really enjoy your show and let me tell you a little bit about myself. And they share like a, a whole page and a, va- a half of information, which by the way, I love to get. I, I enjoy learning about my listeners and, and, and people who are a part of this community and, and they already feel like they know me so much and they want to share a little bit about themselves. And I'll have to be honest with you that unless there's a lot of interaction back and forth, um, you know, I forget about a lot of the details that people have shared with me. You know, three months down the road, you interact with me again. I may forget about the fact that you had lost your job and that you are really inspired by some of the things that you've heard and you've been encouraged to go back to school. I may not remember that, but now... I have a method of doing that. And and so with with Twitter and with Facebook, there is so much valuable information that I'm learning about these new relationships. 
And up until now, they've all been scattered. I mean, there's information in threaded conversations in Gmail. There's information available through wall comments, which, yeah, are you ever going to find a wall comment three months from now? Uh, It's like, oh, that person shared something on my wall. You're not going to find that. Twitter replies back and forth, you know, three, four, five months ago. Not going to be able to find those. I can put them all into high rise. And when somebody emails me and says, hey, Cliff, how's it going? I just wanted to give you an update about what's going on. Uh, I got the job, you know, and it's like I haven't heard from them in three months. Well, if I go to high rise and I've been using the service effectively the way that I plan to use it, I'll know exactly what job they're talking about. And I'll find out that, oh, that's yeah. How's that going? And I can it's going to be much deeper uh, relationships. And so. High rise, H I G H R I S E, gspn.tv slash high rise. But first, go to listen to episode 441 of PABL. I'm done talking. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I'm excited? Yeah. Hey, when you're passionate about something, it gets to be contagious. I'm actually looking through High Rise's website at different things and checking out their plans and things like that. So, uh, yeah. Oh, dude. I, I, I can see a definite uh, benefit to doing this because I. Agree. I mean, you, you definitely need to have a place where you can pull out that information about people that you work with or ha- have regular contact with and pull out from those you know different social media sites if you're connected with them on a couple of those and be able to remember you know the, the information they share with you, especially yep. when it's important biographical or relational information when it and it pertains to them and you, you know? Absolutely. And Eric, when so. I go, when I go to your contact page in my high rise, you are tagged. And so you are tagged under gspn.tv co-host, gspn.tv plus member. You are tagged as a client hyphen podcasting because you've purchased equipment. Um, uh, you're, ta- you're tagged as a podcaster. You're tagged as a networking person, somebody that, use, that uh, you have been a benefit to me in connecting me with other people. Um, so when I pull up your contact information, I, I find that you are in all of these different categories. I see all, you know, I see all the interactions that we've had in the past. It's just amazing. It's really awesome stuff. Uh, I go into great detail about it in 441 of PABL, but also the, the founder of the company, his name is, um, uh, gosh, Jason Freed, 37 Signals, uh, he is going to be on our podcast this afternoon, Business Tech Weekly, at right. 3 p.m. Eastern time today. And it, it's going to be an awesome interview because, I mean, I've literally fallen in love with the software program. And, and so that, that'll be another episode that people want to check out if they're interested in more details about this. And that's going to be uh, Business Tech Weekly, episode 10. So you say you're, you've checked it out. You're looking into it. Yeah, I'm looking into it. I mean, I've got to discern, you know, what the best price is for me and all that. But you know, I'm I'm going to look into it. If somebody were interested in signing up and wanted your affiliate stuff, let's put that in the show notes. What do they need to do? Yeah, it's real simple. Go to gspn.tv forward slash high rise, all one word, H I G H R I S E, and in uh, PABL four forty one. I, I offered uh, a special rate. Normally, my rate for consulting one-on-one is uh, 150 an hour. But I am very excited about somebody who might be interested in this. If they want to just see how I have it set up and configured and how I use these tags, the follow-ups, how I've modified the follow-ups so that you know there's to-do list level one, to-do list level two, to-do list level three, which are all color-coded and how I'm using everything. I mean, I have some systems in place now that is going to radically change my life and it's going to make me productive. And I, I have no doubt that I will earn a lot more money now as a result of using this service. Yeah, definitely. So, and and I'm and there's the discount that I'm offering uh, is anybody that wants to spend an hour of me um, sharing sharing with you how I do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer my old rate on that of just ninety five bucks for one hour, and I'll walk you through the entire process of of how I'm using it and and why I'm so excited about this thing. Uh, but th- there might even be a lot of online tutorials out there, and I I may I'm probably gonna eventually create a tutorial myself on how to do it. But, uh, you know, the, the, I think one of the lower ends is 25 bucks. And, and, you know, this isn't somebody for who's just trying to manage their social media relationships better. I mean, it's not worth 25 bucks to do that. If, if there's, 
if that's the only thing that you're looking to do. But if you have any instance of doing some kind of building a brand and interacting with building relationships, trying to, um, you know, build a business or market a product, anything like that. Definitely. And, and Eric, for somebody like you who, you know, wants to track relationships based upon that place where you work and you're the social media director, I'm telling you some very valuable usage there. Yeah, that's, and that's exactly what caught my eye. I was like, oh, you know, I need to probably be keeping track on, on that. So absolutely. So let's move on to some of the stories that you pulled out. I, I, I checked out this between, do you want to tell people about between? All right. Well, since, so since, uh, Twitter has not yet figured out a way or at least implemented a way for us to do threaded, uh, discussions via Twitter, which I think is still one of the key, you know, killer features that would be coming down the pipeline, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, other people have decided to go ahead and try making up their own way to do that. Uh, between B E T T W E E N.com. If you go there, you can plug in the two different usernames of Twitter. So for example, maybe yourself or, um, myself and somebody Stephanie. else. Yeah, for example, you could do that. You could plug in Cliff and Stephanie and hit go, and it will then show you every time they have replied to each other, and you go down through this timeline, and you can see basically what is a threaded conversation via Twitter right there and then. Right. So, I mean, it's not something that's going to have constant use for me, but once in a while, I mean, this is a good way to, you know, or if, if for example, you say, oh, man, I wish I could remember what it was that I, I had that conversation with so-and-so via Twitter. Well, you know your username, and you know their username. Go plug it in, and there you go. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really all it's going to do for you. But it's not, a, you know, it's not a waste of time, I don't think, if you really need to go. Yeah, I mean, go do that and then get a nice little screen cap of the a screen pick of the uh, conversation, and then you're here, there you go. Exactly. It, you know, I went to it and, you know, I don't know. Here, here's here's my concern is because I one of the examples they have is Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore. Right. Uh, so I, I went and checked it out. And to be honest with you, you know, the amount of times that they actually talk to each other throughout replies isn't a lot. Um, you know, as far as them being connected conversations. And, and I think that a service like this is going to always fall short because the <clears throat> the the person sending the reply, it, it isn't a logical, this is a thread conversation. And I realize that I'm commenting on a particular status update. Whereas, you know, in, in Facebook, it is so clear. I mean, right. I just want, I want Twitter to mimic exactly what a threaded conversation looks like in Facebook wall posts. If they do that, Twitter is the king. Twitter wins the race uh, for anything. I, I still think that there'll be value in Facebook. Uh, but in my opinion, Twitter, the only thing it's missing is threaded comments. I want to have status updates, but I don't want, I don't want somebody's response to a status update to be a status update. Does that make sense? For themselves. Oh yeah. yeah. Where, where it's a, it is an, a full blown actual tweet from their end. Exactly. It's that they went in and saw your tweet and then made a comment on it. And it's there. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, if I put, you know, hey, getting ready to start your podcast with at Eric J. Fisher, that's not me threading a conversation back to you. You know, that that's me. That's a mention. I'm mentioning this guy, you know, and if I want to say, oh, having a great conversation with at Eric Fisher, and then I could put a link to your status update that started the conversation and then all the threaded comments underneath. Yeah. You know, Plurk's got it down. Facebook's got it down. Why doesn't Twitter have it yet? It doesn't make sense. You don't, there's not a whole lot more to implement. It's just like, okay, you have a status update. Now we want to, we want to, we want to build in a threaded comment feature for each status update. That's all. That's all. I mean, it's simple. I mean, come on. How much money do they have? It's it is simple. I, I you know I, I understand that the the, com- the the software that was built was built in a certain way, but I, I'm sorry, it it is a technical issue that with the millions of dollars they have, they've got the resources. Get to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and a story I didn't throw in is that Twitter has been was rolling out the 
integrated retweet uh, oh, yeah. because retreat was not something they came up with, but they decided to adopt it and start integrating it. Yeah. They started to roll it out, and now they've started to unroll it out because it has caused some problems. So they're going to be rolling it out again soon, but they've started to unroll it out. Oh, so, so, so is it no longer available to me now that they've undone that? Well, if you had it, you may not have it at the moment, but right. not everybody had it to begin with as they started rolling it out. I, so. I did have it. Did you have it? I did not. Okay, I did have it, and yeah, it's it it is. It should oh, be wait, gone. Wait, wait a second. No, I I was in my. Uh, yeah, it is now gone. Yeah, I did have it. It was a was these. It was like a little square with these arrows pointing to each other in a circle. Uh, okay, it was a circle square. <laughs> that made a circle lot of gets sense. The square exactly. So anyway. Um, it, it was, it was basically the official retweet. It, you, you would click it and it would say, are you, sh- do you want to retweet this? Now I never actually clicked on it because I didn't know if it was actually going to just immediately punch out a retweet or if it would actually physically paste it into the box up in the front top where I could modify it and hit update. So I never played around with the feature enough to, because I didn't have the time at the, at that moment to, to figure out what would happen if I did this. Yeah. So, but you know, you know, I'm not upset about that. That you know, let them play around with some features and stuff like that. But threaded com- hey. conversations are much more important. Yeah, I, I say hold off on rolling it out if you can't roll it out right. Exactly. Exactly. Do it, do it right the first time and don't roll it out and then but, keep fixing it again and again. No, I, you know, I don't actually. I don't know if I agree with that. I I like because they didn't roll it out to everybody. They put it in beta. They, That's true. they tested it. It's like, ooh, okay, wait, let's dial that back. I'm totally cool with that. I, That's true. So I, they made the right move. I, I think so. I, in my opinion, with all of this stuff, is, is sometimes you to find out if something is going to work, you have to kind of just throw it out there, throw it against the wall, see if it sticks, and, and if it sticks, go with it. And if it falls to the floor flat, you say, oh, let, okay, we tried that. Let's try something different. You know, yeah. and, and, that, and I think that that's what makes a company successful. So I, I'm kind of glad that they did it, and, and I'm actually encouraged by the fact that when it failed, that it, that they they took it off the market because that that's a company that says, you know what, we're not we're not afraid to try something, but we are going to be innovating. Yeah. I, hey, as long as they're trying stuff. Yeah. So. And, and um, by the way, are you, how 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 are your Twitter lists going? Are you, are you finding some functionality? Are you using those Twitter lists? I'm finding that I'm showing up in more of them uh, here and there, but I've, I've kind of decided I need to sit down and really think about what lists I would like to create and or what lists I'd like to follow and then start implementing it. I've kind of held off on that just because, well, for, mostly for time. I've not wanted to spend too much time on it just yet. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I've created a couple lists, um, nothing huge, and I haven't really devoted much time to them. Uh one of the things that we didn't mention last week that I think is worth mentioning this week is that you can create pri- private lists so that so that you can create a list that is, you know, when you click on it, it shows a timeline of the people in that list. But the, the actual list itself is not shown publicly to anybody other than yourself. And I have one called like gspn.tv slash clients. So it's it's basically I'm following all those people who I have as ongoing clients who I know are on Twitter. And I do, but I don't want to quote unquote publish that list out there. Right. Uh, and, and so I'm able to click on it. I'm able to see what my clients are tweeting. And it's, it's mostly those clients that were kind of opposed to Twitter, but they're trying it out. I, I, I kind of like to keep an eye on them and see what they're doing and how they're using Twitter and, and, and just, you know, randomly checking in to see how they're doing on their follower account and, and how they're doing on interacting. And, and that way I can use that as, as some starter conversations for our next consulting calls and stuff. So, yeah, and, well, and it's a great way to organize the people that you follow, or even people you don't follow but want to have thrown in the mix. Um, and for example, well, one of the lists that I'm I'm trying to gather the information to create is, for example, I work at a university and we're trying to start moving forward with using social media into our you know marketing mix and. We already have a bunch of people who, for example, like sports teams that we have here and things like that, are already on Twitter. And so what I'm trying to do is collect all those different user accounts that are affiliated with the university. And I would want like to maybe create even a private list to start with or possibly a public one to put out there and say, hey, here's all the people 
that at this university are Twittering, and you can look at one big list and see them all and what's being mentioned here and there about the university in that you know capacity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely a benefit there. Yep. So um, oh, one other thing about the retweet thing uh, that I think is worth noting here is that I love that when the beta was rolled out, the, the actual official uh, Twitter retweet format was RT. I love it. Oh, good. Oh, and, and actually, while we're talking about this, I have a really funny kind of a, a hashtag that's been going around. A couple of my friends used it lately where they will write something. They'll put capital R, capital T, like you're retweeting something. They'll put a username of a friend of theirs. They'll write something that that person would totally never say. And then at the end, do pound N-O-N, capital R, capital T. So it's pound non-retweet, like it's a fake retweet oh yeah it's pretty funny like one one guy he uh he wrote something personal about i I can't think of a good example but anyway it'd be like if somebody said man i can't stand podcasting with with cliff ravenscraft and they'd put retweet at eric j fisher i can't saying that and then they'd put pound non rt so nice some something to think about it's it's funny so I, I got a, I got a laugh out of it because I was reading it. It was like, I can't believe that guy said, oh, it's fake. That's funny. <laughs> and then I laughed. So that is funny. If you see that, don't be. Don't oh, be uh, Daniel Lewis says, retweet at GSPN. I'm quitting podcasting. Non, <laughs> non-retweet. That, that is funny. That is go. funny. Good, good job, Dan. No, no, the funny one would be retweet GSPN. Podcasting is dead. podcasting is officially dead there you go (laughs) that would be hilarious uh of course now how many people are going to tweet that (laughs) (laughs) so so look for those but don't get taken in by them because you know it's it's this is about serenity my friends exactly oh goodness that is um so yeah what do you got next Uh, i've noticed that we've had some direct messages coming from people that i follow uh, yeah. that are just obvious spam uh what what's going on there do you have any story any information on that well i knew i had heard that there was direct message uh spams going out and around and so then when i saw the story i said okay here's some confirmation it's definitely happening and i got i don't get direct messages that often so when i got like three of them all at once from three people i know that i do follow I thought, okay, something's up here because these people are sending me direct messages with links, no less, which is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, rarely will you ever send a, a link in a direct message, um, or at least if you're smart, you won't do it all the time. But anyway, um, yeah, it's some kind of direct message spam. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but it's definitely uh, it's saying something along the lines of. Well, I saw somebody they said that I follow. They said, hey, sorry if you've got direct messages from me with links in them. Don't click them. I was hacked. Yeah. But I'm it, not sure how they got hacked. So. I, I know exactly how they got hacked. They used a service and gave somebody their Twitter password. That, that's it. Go. It, it yeah. happens all the time. People don't give your Twitter password to all these goofy services. Uh, matter of fact, um, you know, between doesn't ask you for one. But, you know, you sign up for these services and they don't have open authorization uh, you're just giving somebody your password, but we talked about this a long time ago. There was a pass- There was a company that got literally millions of people's Twitter passwords, and and it was uh, it was supposedly going to be a service that was going to email you your your uh, at replies, and yeah. and um, what what happened was that you gave them your username and password and your email address, and that company was actually up for sale. And I think somebody bought it for like $20,000, you know? And so it's like somebody just bought millions of people's Twitter IDs, email addresses, and passwords for $20,000. You want to know where these, how you're getting hacked? That's how you do it. Um, I tell you, I hate these things because I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's at the point where you get these direct messages and they're coming in. And I literally just want to go click on the name and I want to go and unfollow them because, of course, you, nobody can direct message you unless you're following them. Right. And, and, and people, I mean, this is, you, you, you get hit enough with these things and, and you start sending out lots of DMs and you're not aware of it. You're going to lose followers. You're going to, people are going to stop following you. 
And so just be, be cautious of who you're giving out your things. And by the way, um, if you have, if you are somebody who has an automatic responder, so like if I follow you and within 30 seconds I get a direct message from you thanking me for following you, I immediately go in and unfollow you. I mean, it, it, I, it's, it's like direct messages are like sending me an email. It's like, you know, come on, don't fill my inbox, you know, send me a personal note. If you think I'm that important, think, you know, thank me personally with a little, it's, what is it? 140 character limit. I mean, just like, yeah. Hey, thanks for the follow. That, that's all you have to say. But I but, think this is social media. We don't need to have an out of office reply for your Twitter account. That's exactly correct. That's exactly so, correct. Well, what can we do to protect ourselves against this? Obviously, the first is to only, well, to not use any kind of a Twitter uh, service where you have to give away your username and your password. That's correct. That, what and, do they do instead of that? What's the alternative? Well, if it's an online service, uh, Twitter has incorporated something called Open Auth, which is open authorization. And basically, you have to go in and Twitter has you, and, and tell it, say, hey, this, this thing wants to access and integrate with your Twitter account. Do you want to allow this? And you click allow. And, and you're actually doing that on the Twitter website, not on the person's website. So you know that you're actually logged into Twitter. You know you're on Twitter's site and you're clicking allow. Um, so if you're on an, any kind of online service and they're just asking for your username and password, do not use it. Um, the other thing is, is on all these iPhone applications, you know, don't just assume that they're all okay. Now, I, I think for some of them, you still have to type in your username and password, but I would be weary of these, you know, fly by night, brand new, ah, this is the hottest new, greatest, uh, you know, uh, iPhone application for Twitter. Uh, I would stick with some of the more popular ones, uh, whether it be Tweety, whether it be um, TweetDeck. Uh, what are some of the other ones? Twitter, Twitter phone. I mean, th- some of the well-established Twitter clients. But you know, if you see, if you go in there and you see, uh, si- um, what is it? Simple Twit, you know, or you know, uh, basic Twitter post. You know, d- don't give those things your username and password. But beyond that, I mean, that's the only thing that you, you give out your password. That's what gives these things access to sign in and send direct message to everybody you know. Yeah. Is there a way we can go find out if we've accidentally signed up for one of those things or? Uh, here's the, okay, here's the thing. Regardless, if you've ever given out your password to a, to a service, all you have to do, this will stop everything. Sign into your account, go to your settings, change your password. Yeah. Boom. Done. That's it. What about if we've done the open, you know, authentication thing via Twitter the the right way? Is there a way to see what services we've allowed to let have access? Absolutely. So if I go to twitter.com, let me I haven't done this in a long time. So uh, give me a second here. I'm going to twitter.com. I'm clicking clicking on settings and then and the very last tab on the right it's called connections. And so right now I can see that I'm allowing... Oh, by the way, it looks like uh, even Boxcar, which is a is a, an iPhone app, is using OpenAuth. So I've given connection, um, you know, authorization to Retweet.com, Boxcar, Twibbon, Audioboo, and WeFollow. And you can actually go in and there's a link for each one of those that says Revoke Access. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm looking at mine now. Nothing that I don't know of so that's yeah. good yep so that's how you so, can do that yeah. there's uh, there's how you can stay protected using twitter there you go all right so moving along to the next one here twitter and linkedin are in partnership what i i got a note from uh linkedin saying hey do you want to connect your linkedin and your twitter account what's going on there well twitter is in a partnership with linkedin and if you're not sure what LinkedIn is, we've got another story followed up after this. But uh, basically, there's a new Twitter settings panel in LinkedIn. And there's also a, uh, I believe they said that there was a, on the Twitter site, there was, or at least they were going to be rolling it out. Everybody's rolling everything out, I guess. Anyway, um, where you can integrate between the two. So like you can do, it's a lot like the whole Facebook-Twitter integration where, there's a, an official Twitter app for Facebook. If you want something to go, you set it up in Facebook. You go to 
Twitter and you tweet something and then you put pound FB so it knows to send that tweet to Facebook. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just like that, only it's LinkedIn. So you'd go pound IN for LinkedIn. Ah, okay. You have to set it up in LinkedIn and, or whichever way you want it to go. Uh, you know, from one to the other or from vice versa. So the problem that I see here with pound FB space pound IN. So let's just say if I'm on Twitter and I want it to go both to LinkedIn and to Facebook, I give up five of. So basically, I'm now limited to 135 characters. Right. You know, that's I, that's why I've actually not ever done that. I don't like putting pound FB at the end. Um what I'll do is I'll actually log into TweetDeck real quick because I use that anyway for most of the day on either my MacBook or my work computer. And I will just select the Facebook account in TweetDeck right. along with my – because I don't send it out to everything with, with like hello text like you do. Although I've been setting that up because there are points in time where I want to send it out to everything. Yeah. So I guess that's what I've been doing is I've been personally kind of relegating, okay, what is it I'm about to say right now and what's my audience for that? Well, and then I'll pick which place to go to to do it. Well, and the thing is, is it, the, the nice thing, Eric, is if you go to hellotxt.com and you just bookmark that site, there's the one, there's the one status box and then there's the little services over to the right-hand corner and you check and uncheck the services you want to you wanna send it to. Right. So that that's another way to do it, and that way you only book one mark, bookmark one single site. Then let me explain to you why I prefer doing that than signing into Facebook just to send a message to Facebook. It's all about social media serenity. It's all about the distraction because once I log into Facebook, I'm there. I, I I'm sucked into a comment or a friend request or and and it's just a it's a possibility of a chain of events that take me away from what I originally wanted to do which was to tell somebody that hey I'm getting ready to start on a big project and next thing I know 2 hours later I haven't started on that project right so uh so that's just an idea that to think about is when you go to hellotxt.com you can kind of very easily ignore the rest of the page just type in your thing and if you want it to just go to LinkedIn, there's you just uncheck the other services that you have up the top there, and and that way it only sends that message to LinkedIn. Yeah, so I think that the LinkedIn Twitter relationship is definitely a good idea. They oh, actually, yeah. I mean, LinkedIn is specifically a business networking site, um, and I've been actually spending a lot more time in there lately, uh, just with some of the things that I've been doing. I've been trying to you know find out who I know that. I've not been directly connected with, but maybe a second or third uh, sphere of influence away from them. But I know them, so I want to move them into my first sphere and things like that. Just trying to connect to all the different people that I know, yeah. Uh, so I can really have a better pool to pull from when it comes to you know just professional social media networking. Right. Here, here's something funny. I I I hardly ever link uh, sign into LinkedIn. I should probably get into it a little bit more. Uh, but I, I'm looking on the front page because uh, there's another another story that you're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, but anyway, uh, people you may know, and I've got one. I've got two pe- or there are three people on the list right at the top, and there's I can click to see more. But it's got one. It's got two people that have the little circle with a second in it, which means that uh-huh. they're a second tier. Uh, as far as connections, they're only three degrees removed from, or it's two degrees removed from me. Uh, I don't recognize either of their names. The there's a there's a person in the middle of those two people, uh, and it's got a th- you know it says third, so he's actually even further removed. But he's actually one of my ongoing consulting clients. Right. <laughs> so anyway. See, and so that's what I've been doing is I've been correcting that where it's like, oh well, why is he third? He should be first. Exactly. So very interesting. It it increases your, uh, well. Let's figure out the best. What's the best way to put that? Your just your networking rank, I guess. Yeah. It, it to say that you know, oh, he is first connection with this guy. He must know something if they know each other. You know. Right. Yeah. Gains gives you credibility. Yep. Something I should check into. It looks like I only have 155 connections. Uh, and let's see here. To link you to. Let's see. As far as new people in your network since November 10th uh, is 6,061 people. 
So the thing is, is I've only just, you know, I, I, I have the emails come to me. It says so-and-so wants to add you to their network. And I just click the accept button and boom. And, right. and then I'm right off, back off the site. So, and the reason I do that is so that those people can see the status updates that I put out. And if, a lot of people actually are getting my status, status updates and coming to our live shows as a result of LinkedIn and not Facebook or Twitter. So I had a client of mine just this week say, oh, you know, I heard that Twitter's dead. You know, Twitter's, Twitter's <laughs> going away and, and nobody's using Twitter anymore. I'm like, yeah, okay. So you're giving up on Twitter because one person said that? You know, uh, it, I said, that's far from the truth. I mean, I, and I try to get my client. like, listen, you know, you, you pay. I have this one client. He's like, you pay me all this money to talk to me, right? Why don't you listen for free once a week to social media serenity? You know, because if you listen to this, you'll understand Twitter is not dead and that just choosing one network and sticking with that one network is not a smart idea for extending your brand. And so anyway, but yeah, yeah, he said that a couple of his friends were talking and they went to lunch and they said they all agreed because they none of them really, really get Twitter that Twitter's a dying fad. Yeah, that's not a (laughs) correct representation. (laughs) Well, for example, you've not used uh, LinkedIn directly for for a while. I mean, right. That's what you said. Ever. Yeah. Ever. And. and yet, th- right now, part of the story that with their redesign that they that they're doing is they've just hit fifty million users, and that's more than Twitter. Yeah. So, so and it's and the thing is, is because I've never used LinkedIn, I've never discouraged anybody from using LinkedIn. I'm like, listen, it's a social network, and and if you're mostly business, you need to be in ne- uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. Matter of fact, LinkedIn's probably better for you than Facebook. But don't neglect Twitter, you know, and, and, and by the way, don't neglect Facebook, you know, don't focus your time on Facebook, don't focus your time in Twitter, but I would certainly, if you have a brand, you, you need to be in all of those places. Yeah. At I least, mean, at I, least those three. Right. I, I kind of, when I was doing a presentation at work, I kind of said, all right, as far as if you're first starting out, the things you probably want to get into, depending upon what you're doing, if you're a podcaster, depending upon what kind of podcasting you're doing, you don't want to not you don't want to neglect here like these big five. I put Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, and iTunes. Yeah, I said those are like basically your big five. Don't ignore those. So yep. That is exactly it. And of course, there's a, a bunch of others we could we could talk about that we're a part of. And we'll eventually get back to that original list that we started <laughs> with episode one. Uh, but let's move on to the next thing here. And that, that list is like our smoke monster. It is. It is. It's <laughs> that thing we're eventually going to come back and talk about. But uh, it's on hiatus right now. All right. So the question is, is social media a fad? And my friend Richard Enblum, are you you know who Richard is, don't you? Yes. By now, uh, a friend of mine from the UK, he sent me a link to this YouTube video, which I am now going to pull up, and I'm going to play the audio from because I, I I think it's 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 a a good topic here for us to discuss. All right. Is Over 527,000 people have watched the Social Nomics Is Social Media a Fad YouTube video to date. And I love stats. I love stats in this video. I love stats in general. But is social media a fad? Stats don't answer this question. In the 1950s, if I had told you that the hula hoop is not a fad because 20,000 hula hoops are sold every day, because the 100 millionth hula hoop was sold in 1959, because in the first two months of the product's debut, 25 million hula hoops were sold, would you still think it was a fad? Sure. Is the hula hoop still around? Of course. But was it a fad? Without a doubt. In fact, it's almost always referred to as a wonderfully kitschy fad from the late 1950s and early 60s. Here's what Wikipedia says about fads. A fad is a practice or interest followed for a time with exaggerated zeal. So, is social media a fad? I would say for sure. We're watching the building of the exaggerated zeal phase for social media. However, 
Will social media be around years from now? Well, probably. Just like the hula hoop, the pogo stick, and vans, social media is a fad that might actually have some staying power. But will it be the centerpiece of your marketing strategy decades from now? I doubt it. I mean, who's talking about the hula hoop? All right, so there you go. Very interesting. I, I never thought about it that way. A lot of people, you know, ah, social media is just a fad. And they all pull out the statistics. Well, if you only knew how many people are using it. Well, I guess it depends on, I guess, if you're using the original, you know, is it a fad? Is it something that's going to go away in the next two years? I mean, if, I mean, the hula hoop, I still don't know. Is the hula hoop really a fad? Oh, gosh. I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know that I ever remember the day when the hula hoop was like, you know, everybody's got a hula hoop and they're all, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Perhaps maybe one day, you know, entire villages got together for a, a weekly gathering of hula hoop contests. I, I mean, if that's the case and that was going on and that was a phenomenon and now that's no longer happening, then yeah, maybe it was a fad. <laughs> oh, I got, I have a, I have a, an idea. Okay. Are, are video games a fad? Yeah. I, I don't think so. But here's here's my case. Now, let me plead my case here. Video games really first came around, you know, late 70s, early 80s, and then really took off with, you know, like the, the Nintendo Entertainment System. They really were the ones who brought it home, so to speak. That I mean, there was Atari before that. But Nintendo, I mean, you just like, oh, my gosh, Super Mario Brothers. And then it – but that was – I mean, think about it. That was the mid-80s. But think of how big – and how lucrative the the video game industry is even now. Yeah. More than 20 years later. Yeah. It's not really gone down. It's con- continued to increasingly grow. So right. I don't know if that's a fad or not, but I, I, I mean, I think it had a fad phase, now this but is, I think it moved past that. Yeah. Now, this is a video response to something else, uh, some kind of YouTube video on social nomics or whatever. And yeah, that's the one that gives you all the different, you know, it took newspapers such amount of time to reach however many million. We played that probably a month or so ago. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, the, the, here's the deal. Um, I I don't think that it's a fad. Now, if, if that video was talking about the fact that this is the marketing platform, maybe using social media as a marketing fa- platform, could that be a fad? It could be. Although I don't think that is, I don't think that is it as well. I, I, you know, the hula hoop. Maybe if if we consider that to be a fad. Well, the thing is, is how can you improve the hula hoop? How can you evolve the hula hoop? How can you incorporate the hula hoop in a lot of different areas of life? How can, I mean, how is the hula hoop? How can you take the hula hoop, which was intended for something that was just a you know something you did as a hobby as a game, and but, but then all of a sudden you take the hula hoop and say, oh my gosh, look at the application and church. You know, look at the application of what we can do with the hula hoop in our business. Oh my gosh, look how we can use the hula hoop to do this. The hula hoop had a single purpose. It, it, it was limited. Social media is relationships. And, and, and so for me, what is social media? Social media is people connecting to each other around shared passions. And, and can I imagine that disappearing in my lifetime? Absolutely not. No. There will always be some new thing used by the internet by people to connect and i don't think and that's going to always fall under the the umbrella called social media so i don't think it's going to ever go away right and i and i and i'm not here to say i don't i you know what will twitter exist 20 years from now i have no clue i have no clue uh will facebook be around 20 years from now we might be surprised to say no you know we, we may be surprised Will LinkedIn be around? Will YouTube be around? You know, or will these be like GeoCities that shut just, you know, just shuts down? Right. Exactly. Know? Which, by the way, that's a story we didn't cover. And that's a that's a very social media thing. You know, the original blogging platform for millions of people around the world uh, is now shut down. Did you hear about that? Yeah. I never did have a GeoCities account. I didn't have a GeoCities account, but guess what I did have? It was at the same time. Angel Fire. Oh, I've heard of those too. Yeah, they were just as ugly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just keep thinking of animated gifs. <laughs> That's exa- I had a bunch of animated gifs, my friend. Uh, you should check out. L- let me see if I can find the. How do you go to the Wayback Machine? Just archive.org, right? 
Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Archive. Have you ever been to this? By the way, this is a good uh, topic to cover here. Archive.org. Have you been to the Wayback Machine? Yeah, I've tried it out a few times. Do this. Uh, go. Okay, so everybody listening to this, when you're in front of a computer, go to archive.org, and then in the middle it says Wayback Machine, and do this. Type in ravenscraft.org. This will this will crack you up. And what will happen is when you do that, it'll take a minute to do a response. And what it's going to do is it's going to look at all the cached versions of this website uh, all the way back to August of 2003. And if you click on August 2003, there's a star next to it. Let me see if that's one that actually works or doesn't work. I want to see if it pulls it up because it was, you talk about an ugly site. Yep, there it is. Now, the images aren't going to load, or at least not all of them are going to load, but some of it will. And uh, I am... Pull- wow. And, and if, you, if you give it a second to load, it's still loading on mine, but there are animated images all over the place, the ugliest sites you ever did see. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was when I actually moved over to Blogger. Actually, no, that was before I moved to Blogger. The, the the August 2003 was when I was manually creating my own HTML pages. Oh, no, actually, no, that is Blogger. I take that back. This was Blogger. Very ugly stuff, huh? Yes. But it, it, this, this is cool because I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, let's see if I can find one that might even somewhat be interesting. Uh, posted Tuesday, September 2nd, 2003, 10.22 p.m., my new schedule. Tonight is the first of my new schedule in an effort to begin my studies for health insurance uh, licensure and commercial insurance product and sales training. Stephanie and I have finally worked out a new schedule for me. I would like to ask each of you to please pray for me in my time management and my new schedule. My family will remain my number one priority with all that I'm currently involved in. Click here for my new schedule. And I wonder if I click that if it's got that as well. No, that that didn't get archived. But uh, yeah, oh my gosh. So it was back in September of 2003 when I was just going for my commercial or for my health insurance license. Anyway, fun stuff. The Wayback Machine, my friends. Check it out. Have fun with it. Well, I just found the first post I ever read of yours. Really? What was it? It was back on ravenscraft.org. It was about November uh, 05. November had to 05? Do with, had to do with Lost. Wow. Check and it. then I started reading some of the other articles, and then I subscribed to the podcast, and it's been downhill from there. <laughs> it's been downhill <laughs> from there, my friend. But like in a fun way, like on a sled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. It's been a slippery slope, but it's been a fun ride. Hey, I can't believe it's been four years. Ah, I know. It's unbelievable. Ah, what a hobby can become uh, in the course of four years is is mind-boggling. Which, by the way, would never have happened. None of this would never have happened without social media. Never. Never. I would still be living my lifeless, dull existence as an insurance agent in my soul-sucking career for the rest of my life. <laughs> and one day I'd be Ebenezer Scrooge. There uh, you go. Anyway. Ah, so that's all I have there. I tell you what, we got a we got a voicemail from John, and let's see what John has to say. Hello, Eric. Hello, Cliff. This is John from Houston calling for the Social Media Serenity Podcast. Hey, I was just want leaving you some uh, feedback listening to the previous episode um, about our two favorite social media sites, uh, Facebook and Twitter. You know, the last couple of weeks I've you know been allowed to do the list thing, which I guess you know went from beta to to everybody who had the chance to. So that was that was kind of neat to have that out. And but then next thing I know, I'm getting a part of the beta group, which I guess most people did as well, for the retweet function. Uh, this thing has been neat to see how they've turned Twitter's starting to listen to their audience. You know, because you know. Uh, Tweets weren't originally tweets, they were updates, and, you know, we kind of started retweeting, but, you know, Twitter really didn't know what to do with retweeting for a while, but it's neat to see that the company's, you know, kind of evolving the way its consumer does, so that that's kind of neat, and I just kind of want to see what y'all's opinions on that was. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, Facebook. I don't know how, how I've missed it, but I never knew that there was Facebook Lite. 
And to me, that is just, to me, that's just an amazing, amazing revelation, I guess, that <laughs> basically exists. Because I don't know if, 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 if your idea is to be more social media stream, pursuing more of a balanced life, all those things, I don't see why you wouldn't go from regular to Facebook like. It, it drops all those, those, those meaningless things and just gives you that bare knuckles version of what um, Facebook is. And guys, I just, I just, to me, that's awesome. I, I went ahead and I noticed that you could go into your settings and set that as your, your main preference. And I set it actually to where I could switch back and forth if I wanted to. But I kept it. Um, but primarily, I keep it on Facebook likes because I don't want to be distracted. I just want to jump in, check, jump out. So, um, guys, wanted to see what y'all's opinions were on that. See if you uh, agreed with me. Anyway, guys, I appreciate your podcast. Thanks, and have a great day. All right. Well, thank you so much, John, for your feedback, and so glad to hear from you. Of course, we've already talked about the fact that uh, unfortunately, retreating's been taken away for right now. But uh, it'll be back, I'm sure, in some form, shape, or fashion. And yes, if you guys have not heard about Facebook Lite, go to lite.facebook.com. L-I-T-E dot Facebook.com. Go there today, bookmark it, set it as the way you interact, and uh, you won't have to worry about all those pesky applications. Eric, anything else you wanted to share today, my friend? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I just want to say that Amy Foster did send me a link to an article called The Surrogate Keeper. And it was a couple weeks ago, there was a, in a New Yorker, there was an, um, something about computer gigs uh, in Craigslist. And it turns out that somebody wanted to um, have somebody basically be their virtual online presence. Uh, Jake, is it Bornstein of the original cast of MTV's Road Rules? He was willing to pay an online uh, doppelganger a salary for a week and beyond if goes well. Requirements was that he would be fluent in English, Facebook, WordPress, Twitter. And sure enough, just four days after he posted on Craigslist, Drew Anderson assumed Jake's online identity. While only Jake and Drew knew for sure... Uh, what this, uh, what the scheme, you know, whether or not this is legit, it all has the marks of true themes. Uh, anyway, VIP premium virtual, you know, can you be, you know, can you do a whole business where you are the virtual reality of somebody else? Interesting Crazy. stuff. Of course, well, if you ever want me to take over posting certain things, let me know. There you go. <laughs> Anyway, folks, we thank you for uh, subscribing to Social Media Serenity. This is a Plus Member only episode, and we just say thank you, Plus Members. I mean, we could not record these episodes without your support, and you make the world go around for us. And tell somebody else about SocialMediaSerenity.com. There's actually plenty of episodes out there in the free feed as well, and uh, hopefully that will encourage people to see the value of what you guys have seen, and uh, we thank you for your support. God bless you all. Until next time, we'll see you in the community. Bye.